Hello and welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Well, we have seen the world completely turned on its ear over the past couple of days with the events that happened in Israel. It was on Saturday morning when the attack occurred. People were killed waiting on buses. They were killed dancing at a music festival just going about their daily lives as best they could. There were bullet-riddled houses, streets, and lawns, blood-covered sidewalks. And almost immediately, everyone on the left started calling for peace. Peace. we got to have peace. I noticed it was very interesting that they didn't call for peace in Ukraine. They still haven't called for peace in Ukraine. But the moment that we knew that Israel was going to retaliate for these attacks, everybody all of a sudden started calling for peace. Hamas gunmen hitting more than 20 sites in southern Israel killed more than 1,000 people. Women, children, and men abducted 150 more people. Officials from Israel, the United States, Europe, the U.N. um, have condemned the violence in the starkest terms. U.N. Secretary General saying nothing can justify these acts of terror and the killing and maiming and abduction of civilians. Forty babies were found massacred. And all of a sudden, everyone was calling for peace. But even more than that, they weren't just calling for peace. They were actually laying the blame on Israel for what happened. There's a a student groups in Harvard uh, all signed on to a letter holding Israel responsible for what has happened on their soil. These 40, uh, these uh, well, the, whoever these student groups are, and there were many of them, they're now trying to retract these statements. Not, not because they don't agree with them, not because they don't think Israel is responsible, but because they're now thinking they might not be able to get a good job because they signed their names to these documents. I hope they don't get a good job. In fact, I hope they never work again. I hope they're uh, scrounging for food on the sidewalks, hoping that strangers will throw them crumbs. That's what I hope for these people. We've even got uh, a a member of our own House of Representatives here in the United States, Rashida Tlaib, who has a Palestinian flag outside of her office. Even more so, she's got a world map inside of her office that doesn't even have the nation of Israel on it. That's what a radical she is. All of the members of the squad, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, all of them have sided with the Islamists. And we all remember it was Ilhan Omar who said of uh, September the 11th, some people did something. Well, guess what? They did it again. They did it again. But now they're calling for peace. We always got to have peace. You're going to find this number staggering. Absolutely staggering. Between 1979 and May of 2021, there have been 48,035 Islamist terrorist attacks worldwide. 48,035 terrorist attacks worldwide. 
We all remember the uh, the Israeli Olympic team being killed by Islamic terrorists in 1972. We all remember the bombing over Lockerbie, Scotland. We all remember that. And of course, we all remember still deeply burned in our psyche, not only as individuals, but as a nation, the horrific events of September 11th. Then we had the attacks on Charlie Hebdo. We had all of these attacks throughout the world by Islamic terrorists. So who is really responsible for this. It's certainly not Israel. It's certainly not the United States. It's the Islamic terrorists that are responsible for this. Why can't these folks on the left point the finger to who exactly is doing all of this? When was the last time you heard of a, you know, a a French Catholic committing an act of terror? When's the last time you heard of a, uh, a, a, a Mormon committing an act of terror? When was the last? No, no, this is it. These radical Islamists are the ones that are causing all of this carnage throughout the land. And why wouldn't they? That's the way they've been raised. That's the way they were radicalized. I played for you a clip uh, on the radio show earlier today. These children, school children, are being taught not only to hate the Jews, but to want to kill them and knife them and run over them with vehicles. And they want to do this. They look forward to the day when they can take a knife and plunge it into the side or the back or the heart of a Jew and take their life. That's the ideology that they are drilling into these kids Every single day. And it's not just the kids either. Listen to this guy. I think that we should all give an applaud right now to Hamas for a job well done. When they woke up in the morning and they found and they found the field hands in the house with a knife ready to cut their fucking throats. I was late to the news, but when I heard it, I smiled. I don't want to hear that bullshit, 250, 250 innocent Israelis are dead. Fuck them! Again, I swear, I salute Hamas. A job well done. I want to paint it here in America and to us that what happened yesterday was terrorism. What happened yesterday was freedom fighters fighting for freedom. And I want to make one point. Every person that died yesterday was not innocent. It's our job, it's our job here in the West to wake people up. It's our job to show people who the real terrorists. It's our job to show and fight. That was on a street right here in the United States of America. How long do you think before it happens here? You know, we like to go about our lives like we are safe. We like to think we are. We're in our quiet neighborhoods. We know our neighbors. We know the vehicles that come and go. And we think we're safe. 
But when you think about the exact same thing that we feel about our neighborhoods were the things that those people in Israel were feeling on Saturday morning when these attacks occurred. And then you have to realize that not only could it happen here, it's inevitable that it happens here. Inevitable. There is a list of people from uh, foreign countries that are here, have tried to enter the United States. Some of these were stopped by Border Patrol. But listen to the, um, the, the, the different nations where these folks have tried to come in from. Are you ready? Syria, 538. Yemen, 139. Iran, 659. Iraq, 123. Afghanistan, 6,386. Lebanon, 164. Egypt, 3,153. Pakistan, 1,613. Mauritania, 15,594. Uzbekistan, 13,640. Turkey, 30,830. Those were just the people that were caught trying to enter this country illegally. Now, just let your mind wander for a minute and think about how many of them actually got through. How many of them are now on our soil? Maybe even people from other countries other than this who have the same ideology as these radical jihadists. And what is our administration doing about it? Not a thing. Not one blinking thing. In fact, our borders are wide open. They're not even vetting these people that are coming in. We have no idea who they really are, and we certainly have no idea of their intentions here in this country. No, it is, it, it is almost a, a, a statistical certainty that we are going to have another terrorist attack right here in the United States of America. And meanwhile, our government wants to take away our right to self-defense. No, even more than that, they want to, instead of looking at these people as possible terrorists, they want to look at you and me as possible terrorists. They want to look at at MAGA Republicans, people who might support Donald Trump, people who might be conservative. They want to consider us. No, I don't say they want to. They actually consider us as potential terrorists. The dad who stands up at a school board meeting and, and, and gets angry because his daughter was raped in the bathroom by a trans person. He's a domestic terrorist. Parents who stand up at school board meetings and complain about the ideology that is being taught in their children's classroom and the books that are there. Those are terrorists. According to this administration, according to, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, according to Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice, who, who, by the way, issued that statement about parents standing up at school board meetings at the behest of the American Library Association, of the American Association of Librarians, whichever one it is. But they were the ones that asked him to do that. So he did it. So if you stood up at a school board meeting, you were a domestic terrorist. We all remember the red speech by Joe Biden, where he called the right-wingers in this country terrorists. That's the hatred. That is the hatred that the left has for you 
that the uh, radical jihadists, the Islamists, have for the rest of the world. This isn't about land. It's not about territory. It's not about any of that. It's about eradicating the Jews and the Christians, the infidels, from the face of the earth. Listen to this guy in New York City. We're done being tortured and hurt and judged. This is the correct religion. This is the religion that all of humanity needs to be a part of Islam. And we will not stop until it enters every home. So I want you to repeat after me. I want to hear it in every single district. It should tremble. Brooklyn should hear it. The Bronx should hear it. Queens should hear it. Say it as if the Ummah depends on this, my brothers and sisters. worship except Allah, the God of Jesus, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, and the God of the last and final prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Does that sound tolerant? Does that sound, what's the word the left likes to use, inclusive? Is that what it sounds like? Because it certainly doesn't sound like that to me. They want to eradicate anyone who does not bend a knee to their religion. We are a better country than that. But we cannot allow these radical Islamists to terrorize all over the planet. And that's exactly what they've been doing. Let me give you that number one more time. One more time. Between 1979 and May of 2021, at least 48,035 Islamic terrorist attacks have happened, taking the lives of at least 210,138 people. So who is really the problem? What ideology is really the problem? Is it make America great again? Is that the problem? No. The only thing we want is closed borders, a decent economy, some decent schools, and to be left the hell alone. Now, you compare that with the Islamist ideology, and that is you will do what we tell you to do, and you will worship the God that we tell you to worship, and if you don't, we will chop your head off, or we will blow up a bus, or we will bring down a plane, or we will storm into your house and kill your children. Who is really the terrorist here? Who are really the bad guys in this scenario? It's certainly not us. But even the even the people on the, in the left stream, the left stream, uh, the, 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 the leftist media, they're trying to make up for this, trying to make up. A, oh, and, and again, they keep talking about all the, the, the land and all of that. And that is all. It's absolute bullshit. Every all of it is bullshit. But they keep pushing that narrative. When are they going to learn how much more bloodshed? is going to have to happen before people start to wise up that it's not the Make America Great Again crowd that's the real problem. It's folks like this, folks on the left, folks that actually appease terrorists and try to blame someone else for their actions. That's the real problem. 
So no, 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 no. It's, it's not plausible that we're going to have a terrorist attack in this country. It's not plausible. It's not possible. It's not, um, it's not a maybe. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And how long will it be before the mainstream media starts to blame our own country for the actions of radical terrorists? Probably won't be that long. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Piper.